Hello and welcome to the Tabletop Gaming Magazine podcast. I'm Chris Eggett, the editor of the magazine. And I'm Charlie Pettit, the online editor. Uh, and we're here today to talk to you about a few things, but firstly, a new issue of the magazine. It's time for a new magazine! Yeah, uh, we're doing another one. Yay! Yeah. Uh, this one's got a lovely cover story all about the Dark Crystal RPG uh, from Riverhorse, which is kind of like another one of their uh, light OSRE. Um, systems made for a particular world game uh, and it's brilliant um, so you should go go check that out we've also got a feature on Vagrant Song the new um, weird games game which is a ghosty boss battler uh, on a train uh, with lots of like um, southern southern US um, like slang in it uh, so you get to find out what the word hate means um, which uh, I won't tell you here you have, to, you have to buy the magazine or google it uh, <laughs> one or the other uh, and then a ton of reviews uh, including for a couple we're talking about in just a moment yeah uh, so and that dark crystal's given us a really cool front cover yeah it's um, yeah we've done something kind of weird yeah I, I quite like it yeah it's, it reminds me a bit of when we did the um, the Carcassonne cover oh, I knew you were going to say that yeah, yeah. good throwback I like just, the like, themed ones. Yeah, I think we should do more of that. But not too much so that people lose their love of it. Just a little bit more. Yeah, just a little, just a little spice in there. Yeah. Like, <laughs> so yeah, so that's, that's our promise to you. More weird covers. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, it's, it's pretty cool. And, so, uh, and if you're a fan of the Dark Crystal, which you might be, or maybe you just, maybe someone brings up the Dark Crystal and all you say is, that scared me as a child, uh, which is been genuinely been the answer when I brought it up <laughs> to other people um, you should check out the RPG because uh, it's really it's really cool they've done some really clever things and um, you, you, you're gonna have a good time nice yeah cool so what we're gonna talk about today Charlie a little bit of everything a little bit of everything we're gonna talk about there's three games we're gonna talk about particularly yeah. yes and because we're being focused this time we we're have not letting we, me derail conversation we have a we have a post-it note <laughs> Attached, <laughs> attached to a box of um, what we think is like train modelling kit stuff. Oh, maybe. I don't know. I've not looked in the box. I've no, just it, seen there is a box. Yes, yeah, it's a sort of semi-see-through box, so we're sort of guessing based on that. But the um, post-it note is, is pink with black writing, yeah. and I'm short-sighted, and it's just far away enough that I can't properly read what's yeah, on it. Yeah, it's basically... So I'm like, I think we're doing this game next. Yeah. Um, in fact, well, so we're going to cover today, the games we're going to cover are... What next? Yes. By the lovely Large Potato. Yeah, I was um, excited. Uh, Descent, Legends of the Dark. Yeah. I'm gonna have a chat about that. Um, that's by uh, Fantasy Flight Games. Yeah. And we're also gonna talk about Paper Dungeons. Paper Dungeons. Which is a uh, dungeon scrawler. Dungeon scrawler. That's it. Yes, I was, I was going. It's got a good line. I, said, I was about to say scrawl and write. I remembered. <laughs> I remembered half of their jokes. That's Alley Cat. Yeah. Um, and yeah, so uh, should we start with uh, what next? Because we both played this. We played this together. Yes. Played this in the office. Yeah. Um, it's Big Potato. Yeah. It's uh, James Vaughan, the main designer. Yes. Um, fabulous job. Uh, and he, he did most of the writing, which is uh, in my review, something I highlight over and over again. Yeah. Basically, the main thing I say is the writing is really, really good. Yeah. Um, so do, do you want to explain what it is? Yeah. So I did. I did a first look on this as to like earlier on what we were doing. Um, but it's essentially like a choose-your-own-adventure or choose-your-own-path game that is uh, sort of quirky little things that are happening. So there's a robot trying to go on holiday mm. and a super spy trying to escape his housekeeper, trying to kill him and mm. 
all sorts of things like that. But as you make those decisions, when you encounter something that you have to have an ability to overcome, maybe you're jumping over something, maybe you're going into a dangerous territory, you'll have a event of a description that you'll need to do. And mm-hmm. that will be a party game. So it might be as simple as rock, paper, scissors, or it might be that you've got to one player throws a card at the other and you've got to like bat it out of the air mm-hmm. in order to win and if you succeed you follow the next path and if you fail you follow a different path yeah um and also if you fail you will often pick up a piece of peril <gasps> uh, which is a small th- <sighs> i never it's... judged someone so much as to when the piece of peril because it's a tower of peril isn't it it's a tower of peril yeah. yeah i've never judged people so much and their poor placement of the tower of peril yes it's basically like you have really um, horribly shaped. I, I describe them as like rubble. Yeah. <laughs> they're like plastic rubble. <laughs> yeah, and they're designed like you're trying to make a tower, but they they obviously don't fit together particularly well, mm. and they are almost impossible to stack neatly in mm. such a way that the tower isn't sort of precarious as you go. But my goodness, when we played it in the office, the rubbish placements that were going on there, I'm I'm ashamed of them. I think most of them were sort of de- designed to be antagonistic, actually. Well, it uh, worked. So, uh, I was very gasped. It's yeah. a team game. Yeah. It's it, is, it, is a, it is a co-op game. Um, <laughs> and, and this office um, likes a bit of competition. We so it's very competitive. Very <laughs> <laughs> it's, it, we, we work up sort of rooting it's, for each other to fail. It's so. very unusual that I'm not the most competitive person in the room. And I think I'm beaten by probably two of the people in the office. At least two. Yeah, yeah. at least two. Which is... Um, it, when we're, playing, when we're playing cooperative games, we have to keep reminding ourselves yeah. partway through, like, "Oh no, we're we're working on the same team." That's it, yeah. <laughs> so in this, you will be uh, yeah do, doing these doing these challenges, um, adding pieces of peril when you fail them. Usually, uh, you'll be collecting some items that you can use and make yeah. choices about. Sometimes you'll even do things like combine items to get another item and stuff like that. And there's a little the little puck one. Uh, the, one of the challenges is something called puck push. Puck push, where you have um, a a pizza slice is the easiest way to explain it's pizza slice uh, in, which is in itself um, presented in a um, what's the lollipop that's got three colours on it oh no uh, I'm saying fab lolly it's not fab it's lolly not fab, is it? rocket that's lolly like, like a rocket lolly yeah of, of sections zones. zones on it got and you've got to flick, flick the puck into flick a specific one in. zone exactly. that's it and then if you if you do you manage it if not otherwise but you get three attempts yeah. before you start it and guaranteed, hmm. one will go too far, one will go too short, one will go just right, and then yeah. you'll go to do it. And that one is the risk, because it's like, which of those three? Yeah. You've managed all of them, which one is going to succeed? Yeah. And I just want to point out in my video, I managed to succeed. That's right. I failed in the actual game when yes. we played it, but when I unboxed it for a video, yeah. I managed to do it. Yeah. So, and there's a couple of other mini games in there as well. Um, oh, there's sort of like card based ones where you're like dropping something through someone else's hands or yeah. catching something with the wrong hand or passing something around your body these, these sort of little games like this and um, I think one of the problems with explaining what next is that when you say any of these single games they people, sound dreadful yeah basically if, yeah. You, if someone like if someone came to us as a game came to us as a game and said yeah this is a puck, a puck push uh, it's a pizza push uh, you're pushing a pepperoni to the end of the pizza and that's the game everyone would say that's not much of a game. What are you on about? No, thank you. No, thank Have you. Have a great day. Um, but the thing is, it's such a sum of its parts. Yeah. Um, because, because of everything. 
everything gels together. The writing really, again, I'm going to just say it so many times. The writing's really, really good. It's really it's so funny. Quirky. And because the, the, the one of the central mechanics is basically every four turns, there's a little dial that you use um, to keep track of whether it's, for example, night or day, or whether you've run out of battery if you're a robot, yeah. that sort of thing. Uh, and the fourth turn, you're going to flip the entire deck over the other way up, and it's sort of like uh, nighttime mode which means scary stuff can happen. And if you are the three or five-year-old that I played this with, um, uh, we, we actually, I got I got the game out because they, they wanted to play it. They, they were like, what's this? I was like, oh, it's a game. You could, you could probably play it. I, what I thought we were going to do is we're going to play with their parents and the parents going to do all the decision-making and all that sort of stuff and the kids would just do the activities, basically. That's what I thought was going to happen. Not what happened at all. The kids were so into the story. They absolutely loved it. But... But... This and this is this is, a spo- this is a this is this is a spoiler. Sorry, everyone, <laughs> but in in Drums of Koala Cove, uh, which is the first entry level adventure, which is the one we did with them, um, there's a bit that involves a parrot. <gasps> and in the daytime, Not the parrot, the parrot might be a helpful guide or leading you astray. I'm not telling you which. Um, <laughs> but at nighttime, he might fly towards you as a as a scary parrot. <laughs> and the picture of the scary parrot, parrot left the one of the children a little bit scared, especially because it was also nighttime outside. Oh no! I was worried about the fact that you know, and then then later because they'd got the mechanic because because they knew like every time this thing turned to night, we're going to flip the deck and it could be scarier. And he was like, I don't want the parrot to come back. No more parrot. <laughs> And we're like, okay, don't worry, we won't do that. It's fine. There won't be another parrot. And I'm like, checking the cars first. <laughs> like, I love just like a terrifying parrot when it's like, yeah. not even a scary part. It's not. It's not. Re- it, I mean, it's the pictures of a scary parrot coming towards you, like flapping at you. You know, and I guess that is scary enough. Ooh. But I think the thing is, the, ultimately, it was because he was so involved in the game. Yeah, yeah. You and that's why. The story and you feel it. And that is why he felt it so strongly. So um, do follow the 10 plus guys. I was just going to say, we will just mention that the age rating is above this. Yeah. However, with um, discretion. But as, as I say, I sort of, I, I thought, I thought they were just going to play the mini games. Yeah. I thought they were just going to, they were going to be our mini game players, and then we'll just like not worry about the tarot pearl too much <laughs> and that sort of thing. But no, they were they were the ones like playing. They, they were like making the choices, discussing yeah. it with each other, that sort of thing. Um, this so was the true. thing though, is like the, the reach that it offers. Because it is yeah. it's a party game and that was my biggest worry when they announced it and they told us about it and mm. you did an interview originally mm-hmm. before we got our hands on it. Yeah. Um, I was worried it wouldn't feel Big Potato mm. but it does. It does, yeah. It feels really fun and quirky um, but the difference being is like you can it has so much scope now. They've mm-hmm. laid a foundation of something that's really cool. I love this idea. I think this is great but now it's like you could do a kids version. Yeah. You could do an expert version. Yeah. You could do like just more of the same, hmm. and I'd I'd quite happily like buy them all. <laughs> yeah, this is it. I, you know, the the more I think about it, the more I think this could be like a fighting fantasy style thing that goes on forever. Yeah, you know, um, and that's that's what I'd like them to do. Yeah, because I want them to. Do that. I think our main criticism was that us as a group of five adults who play games quite a lot, we had good time, but yeah. we very much. We did the hardest difficulty one, which is about robot going on holiday, um, and we didn't have any trouble at all. Did we? No. We just basically breezed through it, um, and that's that's fine. I think really you should play it with a family of people who 
don't play games because that is the remit of Big Potato is, is for games for, for people who don't play games. Yeah. So, you know, like we're, we're kind in some ways a little bit of the wrong audience, but also it's so good that I would just like I just like a really challenging one. Yeah. I'd, yeah. Fully you know, agree. The same writing, same quality of yeah. story, all like same tone. Yeah. But just like, um, just harder. Which is a really good sign, though, isn't it? Is that we've yeah. we've played this and both of us have gone. Can we have more? Yeah, that's it. Can you yeah. can you do more, please? Because yeah. yeah, it's great. It's a really beautiful. Like the box is beautiful. Yeah. The components are really nicely mm-hmm. made, and it's it's a different path for Big Potato. Yeah. But it makes once you play it, you're like, that makes sense. Yeah, and we should, and and we want to encourage them further down this path. Yes, <laughs> do more, do more. <laughs> um, uh, you, so you can get it from Zartu. I think it's on pre-order. It'll probably be out by the time this comes out. Yes, I, I think, think it will be out. Um, it's something it's like forty quid. It's totally worth it. Just go buy it. It's really That's good. Basically, it's our really review. Oh, and go watch my video unboxing it too. Oh yes, you do that as no, well. Yeah. And read the, read the last issue where there's an interview about it. Yeah, there's all, all I mean, these there's things lo- we do. There's loads of things you could. Yeah, you haven't just got to listen to a podcast, although you should totally carry on doing you that. Continue doing that, Check yes, and magazine. tell your friends and subscribe and like and um, yeah, leave a review on the iTunes store. Where are we? The podcast, we're everywhere. Podcasts. Where, where, where do you want a podcast? Where, we're there. Where do you want to leave a review? Leave all it wherever. Of them. Post it. Put it on a post. Do it all of them. Attach it to a passing meeple, and it will find its way to us some, somehow. <laughs> the magic meeple. Yeah. <laughs> It's, uh, on its on its journey. Is that why I've got so many meeples in my bag? Uh, probably they're probably just coming to you. Just yes. lost the post its. Yes, exactly. Because yeah. they're never sticky. They're never as sticky as they should be. The thing be. with meeples is they haven't got very long arms. So they're not very good <laughs> at holding. <this. laughs> I like that we did a list so that I wouldn't derail it, and now we're talking about meeples holding post its. That's right. <laughs> it started from a post it. We're going to return to the post it. Return to the post it. The podcast post it. Podcast post it. <laughs> Which um which I'm gonna take a, a, a hard left turn from Whoa. what next Swing into uh Descent Legends of the Dark. Yes. Which um so I'm gonna tell a little bit behind the curtains bit here. Um so I, I gave this a, a must play <gasps> in my review. Um Exciting. but the way we got there was I got everyone in the office to read my review <laughs> before literally <laughs> Before, before I people not associated with gaming because obviously we there are multiple magazines that are run here but yeah. people not associated with gaming were can you read this review and just tell me what you think what do you think I think of it yeah what do you think <laughs> the outcome is based on what I've written because it's and and I'll come I'll come to why this is in a minute but um uh but the thing is I I had such a good time I enjoyed it so much everything was presented really well it looks great it does loads of clever things all of this stuff. Which, if I interrupt was your review, everything was positive. There yes. wasn't a single negative thing in it. There wasn't a single negative thing in my experience of it. That's, and and uh, and I'll come to why that is. Why why I had this problem in a moment. But first I'm going to explain <laughs> what. But first, an advert. But first I'm going to explain. <laughs> yes, that's it. Yeah, after this message from our sponsors. <laughs> no, uh, Fantasy Flight do not sponsor us, uh, but they could, I suppose, if they really wanted to yeah, sponsor sure, the podcast. Why yeah, why not? Okay. Um, why not? Um, so, Descent: Legends of the Dark is a new version of Descent. Uh, it is uh, like a prequel, so it's sort of set uh, in a slightly more teenagey, angsty world, um, which is good and fun. Um, it is uh, entirely app enabled. Um, it is. Uh, made by um, the two designers who made things like Lord of the Rings, Journeys in Middle Earth, 
and uh, Manchester Madness, I believe. Nice. Um, so, like, good app-enabled games. That's the box that legitimise it for me, is Mansions of Madness. Yeah, yeah. Um, and uh, so, uh, and the reason I'm leading with this app-enabled thing, rather than saying, it's a dungeon crawler, is because basically you start a game and it feels like you're playing a video game. Because you start the app on your, ideally your tablet, uh, I'd say, have it at the end of your table um, with your buddies, uh, and you start start playing the game and it says hey put these these tiles here and these underlays here um and put your miniatures on there tell us what tell us which ones you're taking on your journey and you follow the follow the initial story and then you start moving you start taking your turns as you normally would um and then you might hit a site token and you hit the site token and you go to the app and you tr drag your character portrait to that um site token and it says lay these other bits of scenery out because the game comes with this huge amount of 3d scenery mm. by which we mean uh bits of cardboard you slot together to make um like really quite nice like chests some of them are really nice um uh there's some like clever stuff they've done with like a book on a pedestal it's great honestly um <laughs> and and so the way you interact with the game is very much you take your board game turns as you normally would uh but the app leads you through everything else and what it does is it perfectly removes stuff like um how much damage do you do to the enemy and then how much health do they have left what's what do you find from this shelf that you're searching how what do you have in your inventory um you've upgraded a weapon in a minor sort of plus one kind of way or a status effect kind of way how are you uh you don't need to get a separate card for that or like stick stick something mm. on your card or put some tokens on your card and remember that next time you play that all it takes care of all of the admin nonsense Good. that you hate um uh status effects and stuff like that the only tokens you have for that are things that go on your cards um i compare it to uh bloodborne the board game which everyone knows i love um because it has a similar flip the flip the card um feature so like if you one of your actions can be to like flip one of your cards to the other side uh like a weapon or your like character card and that gives you slight different skills and stuff like that it means you can sort of chain things together in a way that's like really satisfying nice. uh if you do it right um and uh and but it, and the game what the game leaves you with what the app leaves you with um is things like rolling some nice dice <laughs> you know moving your minis about um exploring the terrain and what that means is you don't have this thing of a uh like a sometimes you play a dungeon crawl or something like that and you end up with tokens all over your playboard and things like that um you have uh, status effects attached to people you have um oh there's meant to be a gas cloud here because of some attack or something like that oh there's all these there's all these different things oh there might be a trap there have we checked that i can't remember if we checked that all, all this sort of stuff and there's like a stats layer on top that you have to litter your board with of junk yeah. right it's basically junk it's yeah. but it's like necessary mechanics for the game in some yeah. way you have to do that to play the game and this takes that all away so what you actually have in front of you is a diorama of your actual game the stuff you're thinking about which is tactical positioning who you're going to hit with what um <laughs> where you're going to go uh and all this sort of thing and also does things like there's rounds where things are timed because for example uh i guess minor spoiler sometimes a building burns down and you're in it um 
but then they might, for example, it might burn down in a way where the floor um, starts shrinking because it's burnt away yeah. and stuff like that. So then it says, replace this tile with this tile, and if you're in the wrong place, you've you know you've fallen, mm. <laughs> you know, stuff, stuff like that. And it's, re- it's really good fun, it, and it takes and also takes the timer away because usually in a game it would say when you get to turn eight, you die or whatever. Yeah. And we're not, and there's none of that, so it takes all of that away. And leaves you with a pure experience of um, just dungeon crawling fun, wrapped up in something like, um, like I'm going to call it like woke Diablo two. Um, so like, <laughs> so if anyone who's played the uh, dungeon crawling PC game Diablo two, which is an absolute masterpiece, everyone should play that. Um, uh, it's got something of that about it, but. Um, it's got it's got very like uh, good modern themes that aren't actually overwrought. They're not. Um, it, it touches on th- even just my, like very gently touches on things like disability, identity, stuff like that, but not in a way where it has to be central to like your motive for playing the game. Mm. You know, um, and that's and it's just really well. Again, another game that's really well written. Who knew? Yeah. <laughs> Who knew that you know one of the biggest, uh, most impressive uh, studios of all time would do that? Uh, so, the question then is, Chris. Why? Why? Did I, why did I question it? Why did you question it? Why did I question myself? Because despite... you've still not no. given me a negative to it. No, exactly. Because there isn't really, really isn't one. Really, the negative to it is the fact that you're using a screen, and there was something in me that just said, <laughs> "Can I let this be a must-play?" With this much app. Thing is, though, is I remember playing Mansions of Madness for the mm. first time and just like it blew my mind. Yeah. Like I was like, this is like one of the best games I've ever played. I've still only played it once. Heads yeah. up if anyone wants to play. Um, but still only played it once. But I get what you mean. I get the sort of There's... it feels weird board game wise to be so dependent on a screen. And is it? This, there's a sort of blended area, isn't there now? More yeah. and more games are having a sort of blended middle ground. But I loved Mansions of Madness. Yeah. And it kept the pace going so beautifully. And it kept the surprises yes. so much better. You yes. couldn't accidentally ruin something. Every twist was there for you. The pure fog of war aspect, sorry. The, <laughs> of, of, um, you can't see right now, but Chris has got his hands over yeah, his sorry, head I'm, being I'm, like, I'm, oh my God! I'm, I'm waving my arms. <laughs> my appendages are flailing. Um, we are... Uh, I'm, I, I'm just the 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 fog of war aspect where you can walk up to a door, and then you don't know what's behind that door until you open it because that's how it works when yeah. you're really in a dungeon and delving. Probably, I imagine I've never delved a dungeon in my own life. Um, uh, but you would open and you open the door, and then the game says, "Oh, stairs down," uh, and then also uh, this stuff, and then put a bookcase in, and this sort of stuff, and you do that, and you're just like, okay, and then you don't have to look at the app again. For that, until you want to do something in that room, because you, you because you can actually play the game normally. Yeah. Um, the only thing is, the only thing is, and the one that yeah, that that sort of feeling of should an app get this much love for us? Yeah, that sort of resistance, not just because of, you know I'm like a yeah. commercially odd man or whatever, but because there's a bit of me that says. If they, because one of the things is it's a ghost town, the map, as in you don't see where your miniatures are, you see where to place you, you you see where to start your miniatures, and then you, it says place like bad guy miniature here, bad guy miniature here. Mm. You put them down, then they disappear on that map, in the app, um, because I suspect 
if you left them in, which I'm sure they could have done, you could just play the video game called Descent Legends of the Dark. Mm. Um, and that that that's the thing that was kind of like, put me on the cusp of maybe not making it a full-throated must-play. Um, and... But I went with it anyway, because... <laughs> if you love it, you've got to. Like, if you're, yeah, that's it. That's the thing, if you can't stop talking about it, yeah. it's a game that is a must-play. I think the only thing that, and the community-wise discussion on it, has been very much the price. Yeah, huge. Because it is for, it's more expensive than Frosthaven. Yes. Well, yes. Is it how much is Frosthaven? I swear I've only pledged like. So this is so this is the thing you're you're talking about Kickstarter, and the, and this is the, yes, this and is I the liked thing. that this was your response. Like you, like I was looking at the Dungeon Degenerates. I have pledged for that, by the way. Um, Which pledge? Uh, just some of the new stuff and some of the minis. Oh, I thought you were going to go all in for like yeah, the, but I like, was eight hundred quid. There's like, a, yeah, there's like a seven hundred quid level, which is basically everything, um, and because yeah, because all I've got. Is yeah, is the wonderful box uh, of the the base game, but um, uh, and Dungeon Degenerates is maybe one of my favourite adventure dungeon crawly games um, out there. Uh, and but I, you know, I can't sit here and say, oh, someone's gone gone to market with something that you can buy next week with a price of one hundred seventy five pounds on it RRP. But actually, when you get to your shop. It'll, your local store, which you can then support by buying something from, uh, which we always bang on about, and then how can I, I can't say like I can't I can't say that it's okay to back a Kickstarter for 150 quid and not go to a shop and spend 150 quid yeah. because the benefits of doing it at a shop uh, and supporting your local game store in this way mm-hmm. are huge, and also it's an RRP. It's not the final price, you know. Yeah, and that's I hadn't. I remember seeing the price and sort of squawking about it in the morning yeah. because I thought it was ridiculous. But the the logic of if I'd seen that on Kickstarter, mm. would I have squawked as much? And I was like, actually, I wouldn't. So no. why why went why then when I can pop into my local store, mm. have a chat with the owner, have a lovely like, yeah, let's play. I'm really excited about this sort of chat, yeah. and they get they get my money. Why would I begrudge yeah. that? Yeah, and also, sorry, uh, how long... Sorry, you, you've paid some money for Frosthaven, but um, have you enjoyed the game yet? No. No, exactly, because it's not out yet. That's no. fine, no, that's fine, that's how Kickstarter works. We're not um, judging anyone for that. But when you pay money for this game, it will be in your hands. Um, <laughs> Just and, think of, like, a tiny portion of it being, like, the express lane fee. You've paid for express shipping. Yeah, also, there may be some of the best miniatures I've ever seen. <laughs> They're so detailed, it's incredible. I can't believe what they've done. They're so good. Um, Did you check the box in terms of the curiosity that I had mm. with Bob? Does the box fit in a calyx? Uh, I don't have a calyx. Ah, damn it. So I have to bring it back in and we have to use yes, the, the official calyx. scientific calyx uh, uh, machine. Because it's, it's a really interesting <laughs> box, isn't it? Like, yeah, do you want to I, describe it? Go on. Yeah, so I did an unboxing on it without knowing anything about Descent. Mm. I've read the book from Aconite Books, mm. but I haven't played the original, don't know too much about it. So I had a look through with sort of like fresh eyes, like this looks really cool, this is awesome. The box is huge. The box looks like it is a full Calax unit, if not potentially bigger. I say unit, sorry, like the, the square that it goes into. Um, and you, you lift the top off, beautiful artwork all the way around, very, very lovely, lots of miniatures, lots of terrain, mm. fine. And then you lift that bit out, mm-hmm. and it is an empty box. 
half of the so- box is completely empty. And it's a little bit, initially, before I understand why, it's a little bit baffling. Mm-hmm. Because I'm like, there is, this is a huge box and half is empty, if not slightly more. And there's just lots of inserts and I don't understand why this is an empty box. I'm doing an unboxing and it's an empty box. Yeah. But it's, am I right in thinking, it's once you've assembled your terrain, you can then, you have a place where it actually stays rather than having to fold it down every single time which means you can then pull it out and play whenever you want to that's literally it and it works it's hilarious it's hilarious i, I looked at it and i was like that's not what i'm gonna fit in there and the answer is yeah it does yeah. and it's fine and um it's like a re- it's a really smart storage solution for we've all put together a cardboard tree from a game and then <laughs> a cardboard tree that show our name nameless but uh, there is only one that we are referring to yeah. um oh i wasn't even thinking of that one but yes there is, not, which one were you thinking uh, of? no i was just thinking generally i've just done a few in my done uh, a few in my time done a few trees in my time none of them being um, the other tree uh, not none of them being the other tree Mm-mm. um uh i think i think serengeti's expect- got like a pride rock we'll come back to that that's very okay. cool um uh, <laughs> but you put together some terrain and then you've tried to put it back in the box maybe you laid it down sideways or something like that maybe you've like put things out and then you put the lid on and it's like this doesn't fit this oh, does not fit in the box die of the dead i love it yeah it is beautiful yeah but i cannot work out how to get it they tell me if i take this bit off then it will fit in the box perfectly and i took it off and it does not fit in the box and i don't know what i'm doing wrong but i don't want to disassemble it because it took ages to put together yeah, no, of course <laughs> no. Of course no. No. um and so just this thing where you know fancy flight i said Here's this all this three D terrain that you put together. You never have to take this part again. Yeah, um, is good. Yeah. It's just good. <laughs> it's, yeah, um, it's it's the initial response is always be like, huh? Yeah, but it makes a lot more sense, and it also means that your pick up and tear down time is so much less mm-hmm. that you're more likely yeah. to jump back in. And, well, the way, and the way you play the game is because you're building the world as you go through it. Mm. You you kind of just have it around. Um, you, you don't have to have it on the table, you could just have it all in, in the box um, but uh, you just have it around and it, the table space it, I mean some of the dungeons do get big I will say uh, like uh, we literally were saying like do we want to explore that direction because like we're going to have to move everything uh, <laughs> so, you kind of need a square table um, so if you're playing like a normal dining room table you might not have enough room <laughs> um, uh, for width if you know what I mean um, uh but yeah, so you, yeah, you sort of put things together in that way. So that tear, tear down, tear up time, whatever, put up time, like um, set up is a flowing thing. And then the tear down time is just chuck it in the box. Yeah. Done. Lovely. Now, you know, it takes longer to put the minis away. Minis away yeah. You know, so. Um, so yeah, that, that's that's Descent. I highly recommend it. If you, if you don't have a dungeon crawler in your life <laughs> um, and you'd like something that you can get together with like a couple of people to play through, Develop some characters together because um, there's, there's also character development and choices about you know where you're going to go and all this sort of stuff. Um, uh, I recommend you should go get it. Get yourself a copy. Treat yourself. Must play games. Or it is a must play game. Um, like get it with your buddies. Yeah. Go for your buddies together. Um, play a game and because oh, because oh, here we go <laughs> because it's app enabled you can start different campaigns with different people. So I could play a campaign with you, just start a new campaign on my phone, whatever. Mm. We could play that in the office, yeah? It doesn't affect the campaign I'm playing with my brother at all because that's all stored in that campaign file for his app. Yeah. So, oh, sorry, even in my app. 
um, but a different campaign file. So just um, all the benefits of yeah. digital gaming uh, with... But for us tabletoppers. But for tabletop people. So there we go. Um, that is the end of my dungeon segment. Moving on to Charlie's dungeon segment. My dungeon segment. I didn't even realise that we'd... <laughs> we managed to pick two dungeons no, in this no. game. Um, no, so paper dungeons. Yes. Alley cat games. Yep. Um, never too sure how to. So I I like a roll and write. Hmm. I find them quite useful. However, I'm getting more into like roll and writes that actually have more stuff about them than mm. simply one or two mechanics, mm. which is where I kind of sat quite happily. Um, and this one fits into that. There's a lot more to think about than just like a base level game this is a this is a proper tabletop game mm. oh my god it's so much fun <laughs> i just really really enjoyed it there's just a lot of little like delightful bits about it now at the end of the day it's a, it's a roll and write so you know what to expect you're going to be doing certain things so in this case you're rolling your dice you'll then pick what you do from those dice um you have a team of four adventurers that are going into the dungeon and you're going to try and fight the uh, monsters that are there there are three over three rounds specifically with random ones in between um for glory points because of course you're after glory um and it's so so it's two things it's so simple because you're doing what you expect you know that you're going to be trying to pick up weaponry you know you're going to be trying to level up your characters all these things make sense in an rpg dungeon format they are what you expect from the game to do um but somehow it's just delightful like it's you you pick it's all the little things that i really like so when you roll the dice and you pick which dice you're going to use they all have numbers on them and you write those numbers in little parts on the sheet because not because you necessarily need to know what numbers they are but because you know that you've taken those three actions and then your turn has ended and you know you're then on this round this round this round which is important because when you get to round three you then fight a super duper monster but the super duper monster has lots of different depending on your levels and your abilities you're trying to level up your characters to match their weaknesses once you've got certain levels those levels then go against like you get certain glory from them you get you fail often like Mm. the logic is when you fight a creature you're going to win like ultimately but how much damage are you going to take from them Mm. at the same time so you can win you basically win well or win badly yeah which means you're always moving forward Mm. and it is one of the rare solo games of this style of genre that i absolutely loved and would be like we should probably play this one this Mm -hmm. one's this one's pretty cool to play the only thing (laughs) that bugged me a little bit um, and i talked to you about this initially was the instructions Mm. give they require you to take logical leaps Mm. because they assume there's a certain assumption in there, and I find this with a lot of games. As soon as you come out of the... So if you have your party level, your gateway games, your sort of murky ground, and then your actual, like, proper, in inverted commas, board games. These are the hobbyist mm. board games. They assume you know how these work already. Yes. So they don't bother telling you certain features that they've made or certain reasons why this appears there or what you'll find here. Mm. They're just like, oh, you'll know that. Mm-hmm. But you don't. Yeah. So there was there was a part that I got specifically wrong, and I only realised when I found out the video. Um, I played it with some friends. They got the same bit that I got wrong, and also an extra bit that I was then able to go, ha-ha, well, I know this is X, Y, Z. Um, and it's not to say the instructions are bad, because mm-hmm. they're not. But if you know what you're doing, they're great. If you don't already know what you're doing, or you haven't played 
rolling rights before like in the case of my pals or you're not overly confident in it or even you get one thing wrong the whole thing's shifted yeah it's you can still play a great game i was winning delightfully when i played with what i thought was right until i then found out actually it's much harder than i thought it was which was a positive um but i was playing a different game to what was intended yeah which is frustrating but fine like it didn't affect my enjoyment of the game i still said yes you should play it and i would yeah. still recommend it but it's a frustrating side on rule books i, f- I feel this is a like it's like a roll and write problem because i think they're seen as like entry level into in the hobby community mm. so there is this sort of sense of like yeah you'll get it it's fine like just tick the boxes it's cool yeah but i i actually i find a lot of roll and write instructions because basically you're presented with a um Basically, it's like someone's done you a spreadsheet and it's got all the VLOOKUP cup tables set up in it. Yeah. I love, like, it never takes long for when we talk about roll and write. <laughs> I know, to be I'm like, sorry. It's like an Excel, Excel spreadsheet. To be fair, this was the first one where I understood yeah, fully what you meant. That's, yeah, which is, like, it's, I like lots of roll and writes, but, um, now, uh, but... <laughs> <laughs> it's taken a while. <laughs> it's like, yeah, I found, I, found, I found my, um, sort of, the kind I like, um... But I, th- I, I think, yeah, there is this, this in sort of the traditional, what I think of as traditional Roland Wright, so the kind of stuff yes. I first tried out, really, um, that they are very like, oh, you've played this kind of game before. Yes. Um, or you've played like Yahtzee or something like that. And so you already know, like, you already know the, kind of, like, the verbs you've got to play with. Yeah. Um, and that's not necessarily true. No, and there's no harm in spelling it out, obviously. No, not at all. No. Like, I appreciate maybe you have to add an extra page into it. Into yeah, it. Yeah. But I'd rather have that and yeah. know that... Because this is a really good game and I could teach it to people that don't play board games mm-hmm. but I couldn't hand it to them as is and say, yeah. off you go. Yeah. I could teach not, it really nicely yeah. but I would not trust saying... Yeah. You're okay. Then, yeah, yeah, especially for a group of people who yeah, don't play board games already or don't have, like... Um, don't have a clear intention of wanting to learn. Yes. Like, you, you know, that, that's the nice thing with teaching games is always that you can teach to people who would never touch that. So using yeah. someone an experience they never actually would have sought out themselves, but they in the end enjoyed a great deal. Yeah. You know, um, uh, but yes, you couldn't rely on it to... No, and to be fair, this, this is 100% not a Paper Dungeons exclusive complaint that I have. No, not at all, no. It's, no. it's something that it frustrates me with a lot of instructions is that that assumption that you already know and the problem is the playtesters and even us as reviewers look at it as people who do have a board game history and don't necessarily look at it as newcomers yeah we 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 already make those logical assumptions quite quickly because Mm. we have the history of playing games that are like this so when you're playtesting and you're testing those instructions you do it on the same sort of people that already slightly know what they're doing so it never gets picked up that you don't until you then try and play it with I mean, um, that's our assumption, isn't it? That's how. That's, that's, how that's the only way I can think of that. Yeah. Because this is the thing. I loved the game. Yeah. The game is great. The game is actually genuinely yes. really, really good, and I would. I mean, I think it. they sold out of it. At UK Games Expert. Yeah. So, literally. Um, so it's like they don't need our help. No. Alicat doesn't need our, <laughs> doesn't need our help to t- to tell you how good this game is because because no, they can't shift from quick but enough. But I do want to say it's really good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but. Um, but, but yeah, just one of those, like, it, it kicked off a frustration that I already have mm. with general instructions in the industry and the way that we learn to play stuff. 
it's just a I want it to be more inclusive I want yeah. to be able to go to family and friends that don't play yeah. and go this is great or have someone pick it off the shelves and they've wandered into I don't know they found a local game store wandered yeah. in picked a game off the shelf because they like the artwork and they've no, got thought, home with I it thought and you were about, to just jump straight in I thought you were about to say um, pick it up, up off the shelf of like their news agents or something like that because well, that, be, that would be like, ideal oh, Tesco because yeah. like obviously Target in America they've started doing, the, doing uh, they're doing phenomenally well yeah the, the huge selection of board games available in Target and um, with like really good deals on mm. with really interesting like which ones they're picking because yeah. they're not just going in at the super easy super glossy ones there's like actual yeah. hobbyist board games in there yeah. Yeah. Um, as well as the level ones and all the other ones you'd expect mm. but we don't have that equivalent mass market no. here i think we have we have a wider selection of friendly local game stores maybe yeah um but we don't have like a, the best we have is like what goes into waterstones yeah waterstones or um well yeah actually you're right waterstones is the, mm. your best for like mass market and, and they're then pretty good you have the selection's getting better and better every time i go in i'm like oh actually you've got the new Dungeons and Dragons hey, expansion that's mad like every Christmas I go into Waitrose and I see yes they've got like Articulate and all that stuff again which I like I like Articulate everyone probably already, already has a copy of those so let's be honest if you're buying a copy it's because you've forgotten where you put your other copy um, so because <laughs> every every family already has one um, and uh, uh, but the games that they if Christmas the games they're getting are getting slightly better I, I feel there is it's one part of the world that is getting better which is um, the Waitrose Christmas selection <laughs> of board, board games yeah. I think I've been into a Waitrose for years yeah well they, they still exist um, <laughs> uh, they're, they're not yet lost, lost to time um, but we mentioned uh, Alley Cat selling yes. out yeah um, of really sorry lost. of Paper Dungeon not selling out selling out <laughs> <laughs> no no <laughs> Um, uh, of of Paper Dungeons at UK Games Expo. Yes. Um, and you may have heard us talking to Cesar uh, on the previous uh, previous previous episode of this very podcast, yes. which was our kind of UK Games Expo report, which I threw yep. together when I got home. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Charlie threw together her videos. Yeah. Um, and <laughs> we sort oh, of. That was um, it. <laughs> it was like come home from a really long day and then be like, right, okay, I now need to edit. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It was. Um, I'm, I'm sure. I'm sure it was easier for me than it was for you. But uh, I went with. Uh, I originally thought, oh, do you know what? I'll put these together in an interesting order. And then I like finally got home after dropping dropping everyone off, and um, uh, I was like, no, nope, they're going in in the order I recorded. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so that's why you've got. Uh, you just you just heard my actual day as I went round and me getting more tired. Um, but anyway, um, should we, should we do a little debrief on it? Yeah. Yeah. That's the first big game event. Yeah. In forever. Yeah. I'm singing a Disney song in my head. How's it um, go? Huh? How's it go? I'm not singing it. Don't make okay. me sing it out loud. It's for the first time in forever. That's where. Like, What's the... that from? Oh, Chris. What is it? Don't do this to me. It's from Frozen. Oh, okay. Yeah, I've only seen that once. Oh, okay. Only, As if I've, you know. I've only, I've only, <laughs> I've only ever seen the film once. So, um, so I don't know. Find it, find it quite, find it quite difficult to watch. Too much singing. Yeah. Which I understand is the it's point. Like the best bit whatever um <laughs> anyway for the first time in forever we were able to go to a board game event mm. and it was yuhi games expo and it was delightful yeah it's pretty good um it was obviously much smaller small um Very and small. there was only there's only really one hall's worth of stuff yeah um uh i think that people with smaller stands 
benefited greatly from this. Yes. Um, there's also a lot less to play because of obviously you know, social distancing and touching stuff. Yeah. Still not, still not that cool. Um, so there wasn't that much of that to do. So that made things kind of. Um, I think it made it easier for people on stalls selling stuff. Yes. I I reckon yeah, the trade a did a more... cracking tracking turnover i'm yes. sure it, i'm sure that there's like yeah, good cash in a while, 100%. Um, and you got more, good for everyone. more opportunity to have facetime with like the actual designers of stuff yeah. like because there weren't as many people there i could walk up to a store and within a couple of minutes be speaking to the people that are there rather yeah. than fighting through a crowd yeah. to... or having to have booked it yes you know, which something we'd normally do yeah um but because we didn't know what we were doing we just thought we'd turn up and say hi to people yeah um, which we did and it, that, was, that was good in the end but um yeah so you know, we saw some really good stuff. I think our agreed standout um, item oh, of the whole show colossal. is colossal. Or co- do we say col- is it just colossal? I have been calling it colossal, and I'm sticking to colossal. So it's, I it's, don't know how it's smushing to go together the words colossal and castle. castle. You just so got colossal with a T. Colossal. Colossal. Um, it is a. Um, it's kind of. I don't know if it's based on the wretched and alone system, but. I, th- I think it's very similar to that in the sense that it uses a de- deck of cards that um, tells you about the world that you, you draw from there and then that lets you uh, journal in a solo RPG kind of way uh, about yeah. your life so in this world castle world. This is the thing, right? So you're in a castle that is impossibly huge. It is so ridiculously huge that each room is basically a world within itself. And because it's so huge, people have forgotten necessarily what's in there or why it's in there or what it does or what its purpose is so you have adventurers that have been trying to reach the edges of it but don't know mm-hmm. like haven't made it back or, or haven't been able to or, or yeah. the like and you sort of get this this really impressive setting you select your character get this impressive setting and then it's just a journal of your adventures but i don't think you or i were expecting to be quite so drawn into it no and like because we we know of things ahead of time a lot of the time, mm-hmm. so we weren't expecting any surprises yeah. at UK Games Expo. Especially, especially like this year, right? Yes. You know, like I, th- I think everyone yeah. went with just like good faith in the industry, yeah, and just like we're here to um, have fun, you know. And and, for, and obviously, if you're going there as like, as, as, a, as a customer, there there are games that you just couldn't have got hold of until that day pretty yes. much and that's that's great but for us obviously we've reviewed we've reviewed them last issue or the issue before so for us yeah um there was not that much new stuff but this was very much like oh where have you been yeah but i love <laughs> like, because we separated didn't we so i went to sort of film and mm. tiktok and you spoke to people through podcasts so we sort of split up and then yeah. came back together at lunch and we're like right who have we spoken to what have yeah. we done um and both you and i and i think even when we spoke to rjp yeah colossal was yeah that's it. like up there yeah as the one that we're all like, oh, it's really good. Yeah. It looks really good. Um, and yeah, it does look really good. I've not had a go uh, yet. Uh, we got we got a copy in and then it just disappeared from my desk. Uh, I could possibly I, comment on that. And I, <laughs> I believe that um, I just really hope that Charlie's got a pack of, <laughs> pack of cards at home and that she's going <laughs> to come back after. I've, started, I've sort, of, like, sort of started going through bits and bobs of yeah. it, but because I've, I'm off on annual leave next week, yeah. my intention is to come back with like, Mm. A full journal of what adventure I've had. Forget where I'm actually going. Yeah. Colossal. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. I I think that'd be great. I mean, an actual play would be lovely. <laughs> Can you imagine me doing like a live reading? Yeah. <laughs> it doesn't. It couldn't much be live. <laughs> it doesn't have to be a reading either. You yeah. can read the rubbish that I write. But yeah. I'm so <laughs> yes, excited. Yes, we do, Charlie. You write, you write really well in the magazine. That's why. We... Oh, fiction! <laughs> <laughs> you 
don't need to read my fiction. <laughs> well, you're not making up. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but no, um, that was that was a surprise one, mm-hmm. and and what I loved as well, really interesting. So I did um, sort of TikToks through the day so I call them TikToks but we put them across different media and such but the short form 30 seconds to a minute where I asked people just tell me who you are what you do what's going on and what you'd like to tell people about UK Games Expo and got a really interesting range of like micro interviews is how I've been calling them in my head really really lovely what fascinated me though is because you never know how these videos are going to be received or viewed or whatever else stacked all of them up over the weekend so that people could have a look and Colossal was the most popular by far yeah. So it's not just us. Yeah, no, it's a standout game of the show. Yeah. Easily, easily for us. So um, we, I mean, we hope to have some sort of actual play from Charlie um, <laughs> performed live on stage at the Theatre <laughs> U this, uh, this Christmas. Um, no need to go see your usual pantomime. No, Instead, it's me. Charlie, it will just be Charlie in her one man show. Yeah. Um, I do it really solemn as well. Yeah. With like moody lighting. Yeah. Uh, you'll have like face makeup, like, like you are the castle. <laughs> it's called If This Portocolis Could Talk. <laughs> You've gone too big words. Make it stupid for me. <laughs> um, I don't know. I can't think. I can't think of any castle bits. It's, it's not till Christmas. If these turrets so... could talk. Oh, that would do. Something like that. <laughs> it's Charlie dressed up as a castle, telling her life story. <laughs> um, so uh, buy tickets on tabletopgaming.co.uk. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, do we have anything else we want to do? I mean, we just had a great time. Yeah. What was your what was okay? What was your favourite bit of UK Games Expo? <sighs> just seeing people. Yeah. I know it's really boring. No, it's it really is. boring answer, but like, you know, um, uh, uh, Tom Pike, the wonderful Tom Pike, yes, of Thimborn, um, creator of uh, Escape the Dark Castle. Uh, he is maybe the first person in the industry I met. Yeah, <laughs> you know, um, and it was just nice to see someone who I sort of latched onto like a baby chick, <laughs> um, <laughs> you know. So, <laughs> um, uh, I admit the same. Like, there's, there's people I've been. So I started in this industry in lockdown. Yeah. So I haven't. I've communicated with all these people, and I've spoken to them by email, and mm. I know which ones. Like, I've got like a sort of friendly banter with, mm. and the ones that I look forward to seeing an email in my inbox from. And I've met them in person now. Yes. Like, I, like I've actually That's spoken to them. And it's just lovely. And there's some as well that, like, um, who was it? So, oh, his name's gone out of my head. The guy that does Pauper's Ladder. Oh, Paul Stapleton. Yes. Yes. He was delightful. Yeah, Paul's great. I had a lovely chat with him. And it's one of those, like, I never thought that he wasn't nice. But okay. now I know he's delightful. Like, yeah. He's just really nice to chat just to. Just a really, just Paul, Paul, just a really nice guy. Buy him a pint. <laughs> that's, that's so I wanted to. Did Paul. a whole thing with him about like <laughs> chatting about the game and like what we've like the the expansion that's coming out and did the uh, thirty second to a minute video with him. Lovely long chat and talked about chatting to you yeah. and all this. Had a really nice time. Um, and then as I went away, he was like, "Oh, oh, have you seen my friend's over there? And she's doing that. You could go do one of those videos with her as well." And I was like, "She's already on my list, but that's just really adorable." Yeah, no, she, uh, he's um, uh, Paul is a little, gen- genuinely one of the nicest people. Yes, he comes across as so genuine. That's yeah. exactly the word. So every, everyone should go by Porpoise Ladder. But it's um, one of your faves as well, isn't it? Is it? One of, it is one of my favorites. It's, I still it's, not played. There's something. Um, it's really nice and weird about it, and it's a very gentle game. Yeah. And there's not like 
loads to it. I, it doesn't ask too much of you. Nice. Um, I like the sound of that. But it's still like challenge based and, um, you know, uh, I guess it's like an adventure dungeon crawl game, but it's kind of more like collecting the stuff you need. It's like set, almost like set collection, but in an adventure setting. Nice. Um, and, uh, and yeah, so I, I highly recommend it. I'm looking forward to the expansion, which is one of those nice expansions where you just replace decks rather than have to smush them together. So you replace some of your like regional decks because uh, the world's broken up into regions. Right. Um, and um, you just replace them with the new decks from the expansion. So you just keep, you retain the original game basically by switching those things out. Um, and I just think that's good. Yeah. I just think that's a good, that's just a nice way to do it. Um, nice. Yeah. Which is, uh, which is like the, uh, I'm going to say, I'm going to say the problem. I'm doing bunny quotes there with like the wingspan expansions. Because you open the box and you're like, but what if I don't like these new birds? Oh. Am I going to shuffle them right in with my other birds? <laughs> How am I? I'm never going to be able to separate. I've, s- I've still not played Wingspan. Yeah. So oh, it just sounds like a we'll bonkers thing. It's, um, it's, it's just a lovely bird engine builder. Bring it in. Bird engine. That's bird right. Engine. I said, <laughs> that's what I said. Bring it in and we'll play. <laughs> I've already volunteered you, by the way, for another um, instructional session on a game that you've played that we all What's want that? to play. We'll play. Streets. Oh yeah, we should play that soon. I want to give that a go. Yeah. So I've volunteered you for that, by the way. Yeah, I'm all right, I'm up for <laughs> you're not here for a day, and I'm like, yeah, Chris will teach us. It's yeah. fine. Yeah, we should, do that. <laughs> we should do that today. Yeah. We've got time. Yeah. Um, cool. That's great. I think that's enough podding for us today. <laughs> yeah, we should stop talking. <laughs> yeah, I think Charlie's going to go film something exciting over the other side <gasps> of this room. Yes. Um, I'm going to go so chop up this audio file. It's chop a magic the... bakery. Oh, do you want to tell people what it is? Oh, I totally can. Like it's, it's been yeah. announced. Yeah, of course I'm allowed to. It's just yeah. it's. Oh, but the fact video you're the fact you're doing something you're well, this will come out next week sometime. Well, so, so if you remember Kim Joy mm-hmm. from Bake Off, yeah. which is a British institution, you have to know, you have to know Bake Off. Yeah. Um, she's done. She's put an name to a game from Skybound, mm-hmm. and it is called The Magic Bakery. It's a card game, and it's cool. very cool looking. Yeah. But they've sent us like a press box. The main thing Charlie's really excited about <laughs> is that she gets an apron in the press box. You get an apron. It's really cool. So, and there's a pin and there's stickers. If, if I'm so easily like <laughs> amused. If you're if you're into your game reviewers wearing aprons, um, <laughs> this is this is going to be the video for you. There's, do you know in there? There's a recipe for uh, raspberry pavlova penguins, which is, is one of the cards from the game. And I'm really tempted to yeah, try and make it. But the thing that's putting me off, right, because I can make it and have it as a video, the thing that's putting me off is how, like, pristine I would have to tidy my kitchen to yeah. to allow it to be in a video that's going to yeah. be, like, in public. Yeah. I assume you've got quite a nice kitchen, though. Oh, I've got a lovely kitchen. Yeah. So I think it's doable. Yeah, but tidying. Yeah, okay. And then as soon as I film it, I'll be like, oh, I don't like that spot. Let me just move that out of the yeah. background. Let me just, because then it's at home and it's weird. Yeah. But the flip side of that is... Raspberry Pavlova for penguins, yeah. which A, I'll get to eat, and yeah. B, is on brand. Well, you could even bring in. Oh, I don't know about that. Okay. I don't know that they'll last. No. Five minutes with me. <laughs> well, there we are. Well, it's nice. It's been nice having Charlie as part of the tabletop gaming team, but this stuff is time. <laughs> now she won't share her Raspberry Pavlova penguins, which yes, she's not she, even made and she, might even not do. Yeah. <laughs> not so sure. Not so sure, exactly. Exactly. Um, yeah, she's been voted off. <laughs> 
Yeah. Uh, no, no, Charlie's not been voted off. No. But we are voting you, the listener, off this podcast right now. Yes. Um, so come and find us on all of our social channels. Yes. Uh, such as, especially YouTube, actually. Uh, yeah, come on to YouTube. I have so much fun. Charlie's got some really cool stuff coming up, uh, including um, something we chatted about before this podcast that I'm not sure if... Which one are you going to say? I'm going to say the one where you take us through... Uh, a game of cat and mount we, we've talked about before on the podcast but when, when you see it uh, oh it's delightful you have to laugh or you'll cry and I think yeah. I put in the description of the video is yeah. you have to laugh or you'll cry it's going to be so much fun It's based the, the, so look out for a video that's called something like is this the worst fake you've ever seen yeah um, and it's it's exactly that. So keep your eye out for that. Uh, our music is by Body in the Thames. It's called Cloud Meeting, and you can get that on Bandcamp at bodyinthethames.bandcamp.com. Um, I sometimes forget to say that. Sorry about that. Um, <laughs> but you should go get it because it's an, it's a nice song. Nice. Um, and then and then that's it. And we're going to say goodbye. Uh, and you're about to go on holiday. Yeah. So have a nice time. Thanks. Um, and we'll see you um, uh, when you come back from uh, your safari. Yeah. You won't know any difference. I've got all the videos ready. Yes. You won't even know I'm not here. It'll just be quieter in the office. And your podcast will be shorter. Yes, that's true. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, And so, and with that, we'll say goodbye. Bye! Great stuff, thank you. (laughs) 